Welcome back, episode two of Opinionated as Fuck. I'm Miss Morgan, and I'm joined by my oh so lovely co host, Danny. Pretty little Danny, what's up, girl? Hey, boo. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I definitely want to get into this conversation about Super Bowl Sunday. Oops, let me not say that because then that means we got to pay the big game. Can you believe that it's only week four, week five-ish time and we already talking about the big game? Why? Because Shakira and J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, has been announced as the halftime talent, halftime show talent your thoughts, your opinions on that. How you feel? Um, I was a bit surprised. I don't think I'm not I'm I'm technically not necessarily looking forward to it. I'm looking forward more to the game than the performances. Um, we don't even know who's playing yet. <laughs> I know, but this I mean that that's kinda how I feel about who was chosen um to be the entertainment for this year's for Super Bowl. I'm just not that thrilled. I see it more as a strategic move, um, given that Jay-Z and Rock Nation are behind this. I feel like Miami plays a big role in this and makes a lot of sense to, you know, get some Latin flavor going there. Um, I think on the political side, I think that brown and black empowerment there is being showcased with those two women. I mean, I give it thumbs up for that, the marketing, but I'm not really looking forward to me. That's a snooze fest. I don't think it's going to be a snooze fest. I definitely think that we could uh, give uh, each artist their props. And specifically, I want to just focus in on J-Lo for a moment. And because this is a winning year for her, you know, let's keep in mind that she's won all kinds of awards uh, this previous year. And, you know, she's got the thing going with A-Rod. So she's constantly in the spotlight regarding her relationship with Alice, Alex Rodriguez. They're both from New York. They're both Latino. They've got, but they've got that thing going on for them. Right. And then, She's got the Hustler movie movie out. And um, while people want to be like, oh, yeah, that's Cardi's movie. That's Cardi B. No, let's be clear that, you know, Jennifer Lopez was the star of that film. And uh, let's, let's not discredit the career that she's had as an actress, you know, as a dancer. I mean, from from her days of being a, a uh, I can't even think of the name of the girls, but she used to be the one of the uh, dancers, oh, fly the fly girls at on mm-hmm. in Living Color. You know, she's got songs galore. So she's got so many different uh, features. I mean, that's there's room to bring out Ja Rule. There's room to bring out LL Cool J. There's room to bring out all, all you know, a, a lot of different flavor that she can get, a lot of different uh, directions that she can go in to with that she could even bust out some of her Selena stuff. So I don't want to discredit um, too soon. I'm actually looking forward to the performance. Now, on the other hand, politically speaking, and that's just me as a, you know, a, a J-Lo fan, you know, Jenny from the block. I like J-Lo and I like Shakira too. Um, but I do think it's a strategic and political move. And the reason why I say that is because um, Jay-Z being the uh, head of entertainment and arts for the NFL or something like that, whatever his title is, um, he choose the Latin, choosing the Latin community, choosing to focus in on that first, um, almost kind of, I don't know, it's bittersweet to me. The reason why I say that is because you're going to there. There's a large and vast population 
Latino population, not only, like you said, in Miami, but also in the nation. They're a football population. They still love football, too. And, um, you know, focusing and honing in on that, it's like like you said, it's one minute for us to, to be black and brown issues together. We're, we're united. But when you separate the black from the brown, then people start to, you know, OK, well, you know, well, I'm Latino. So let me focus in on Latino issues. And right now, uh, J-Lo and, um, and Shakira being in the Super Bowl, you know, that's not going to cause them to boycott. That's not going to cause. So you now have divided a line um, between minorities. So on one hand, I'm looking at Jay-Z with the side eye. But on the other hand, I'm also looking at him like, OK, well, let me see. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt and let me see what he does in the next two to three years. Because, OK, we don't want to start with black people first. You might want to just sneak them in. Okay, so like, all right, well, we know that things have been real sensitive with, you know, Black Lives Matter issues as far as, uh, you know, um, kneeling and all these these other things with the NFL. It's been it's gotten real cloudy. So, you know, you've had all these extra issues. But at the same time, at the same time, it's 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 really (laughs) How do I put it? It's it's hard to explain, and I'm probably not doing the best job of explaining it. But it's like, all right, Jay Z, you want to start with the Latino community. You know, the Latino community they they handle things a little bit different than the Black community. They're a little more inclusive. They're a little more uh, supportive to their own, and so it, it'll bring a vast majority back to football. Maybe some who weren't watching, maybe some who were, you know, allies to the uh, the Black Lives Matter, the 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 kneeling movement, the police injustice on black and brown. You're going to, you know, split that, draw that line down between black and brown and bring the brown back to football. That's why I said, well, let me see what he does in the next two to three years, because maybe you don't start with black issues and black lives matter, but you should definitely sneak it in there and, you know, make sure that it is a part of your agenda. Um, I'm I'm holding Jay-Z to a standard. And if he doesn't deliver, then we're going to be right back to where we, we were, if not in a more like in a worse position. And so this is the question that I have, because um, this was kind of how I felt when um, I kind of heard the criticism, a little bit of the backlash that Obama had after his two terms was, you know, what he didn't do for the community when the initial question should have kind of been, well, what were we trying to get accomplished? And because we never, we haven't to this point, haven't um, heard the agenda from either Rock Nation or Jay-Z himself, do we really know what to expect? He hasn't really given us much detail into what he's looking at. A lot of this is like pure speculation. We're kind of like trying to figure out what angle he's going with and hoping that what we're saying is right. Cause I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that it makes a lot of sense. Um, because we, as black people, I always feel we should be more inclusive. Like we're not the only ones that has felt or been treated or been mistreated and continue to get mistreated. Yes. It's very different, but we stand to gain a lot more by drawing others in that are, that are more like us. And I feel like, and I'm hoping that Jay-Z has that mindset, but I'm kind of like, when are we going to find out what it is that you're trying to accomplish? Because then that brings in more of, okay, well, what do we expect and how long do we expect it in? I don't think, I think we're going to I think it's kind of hard for me to label 
what I'm expecting out of him until he kind of gives us the groundwork and the foundation as to what direction he's going in. Because um, have you ever known him to do that, though? Have you ever known him to hint at anything that he's doing? So I don't think that we're going to get that. I think we're going to get here's what I'm serving you. Y'all decipher it yourselves. I mean, and that, I mean, we live in an era, we're in an era of, you know, mass opinion, hint, hint. We have a show called Opinionated as Fuck. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not negating the fact of what he's doing. Jay-Z does not play checkers. I mean, he plays chess. You, you make a very good point. He's going to allude to the fact that you determine what I'm doing this for. I mean, because it could be for a ton of different reasons. But right. um, we know that when he's a part of something, I would hope that most people would think that he's fighting for our issues. So, I'm just excited to see even outside of this, what's to come. Um, when I say that I'm not thrilled and it's a snooze fest for me, it's just not my, um, not, it's not even that it's not, not, not my type of music. I'm just not a huge, Jay, um, excuse me, a J-O fan, but I am excited to see what Jay-Z has um, in the future. And you bring up a good point, another good point as well. The features that she might bring kind of does excite me to see who Ja Rule has been in the news a lot, beefing with 50 Cent, the Fire Festival. So it, it might be exciting to see him on the stage. Um, either way, more to come with Jay-Z, more chess moves. I'm excited. Yeah, not only that, there's also been recent talks that Pitbull might join the lineup. And uh, he is Mr. 305 himself, so it's only right. And it also brings that much more of that Latino inclusive um, inclusivity, I guess you want to call it or whatever. Maybe I'm just made up that word. I don't know. But um, okay. it brings about, you know, more of that. And you got Sha- Shakira from Colombia. You got J-Lo from Puerto Rico, which I would like to see her take that platform also, and this is just coming to mind, you got to shine light on the issues that's going on in Puerto Rico. You got to shine light on the issues that, you know, is going on with your president. Because here's the other thing, J-Lo, let's, let's, let's rewind and talk about Jay-Z. Jay-Z is the husband to Beyonce. Okay. Like you're not, you're not Beyonce, like Beyonce's your wife. No, you, you Beyonce's husband. Like So... So with that being said, there's a level of pressure there. Maybe people aren't thinking about that either, but there's a level of pressure there because she took the platform when she had the opportunity. And, you know, that year, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, she literally shut the lights off, like literally powered everything down. You know what I'm saying? The power, the power went out because they we we just didn't know what we was in store for, like what was in store for us. But. With that being said, she took that platform and she used it to, she used it to, Levi, what? Okay. Eat, like, you're going to, you're going to, listen, let me tell you something. You're going to get way worse than that. And you don't use that word. Okay. Okay. And y'all leave me alone for two seconds. I did not ask you to leave me alone for two seconds. I'm on a call. Please go to your room, be quiet and watch the movie. Thank you. Good God. Kids, put my little marker here. They had me on a roll, too. Right. Okay. So speaking about Jay-Z, Jay-Z's wife, or should I say Beyonce's husband, there's a level of pressure there. And the reason why I say that, and maybe most people aren't thinking about this, but Beyonce took the platform and she used it to bring awareness to the Black Lives Matter movement, bring awareness to the message that, you know, we were trying to essentially, um, that we were trying to essentially, uh, the message that we were trying to get out 
before and it, it just didn't it didn't work before. So I'm hoping that J-Lo uses the platform to bring awareness to what's going on in Puerto Rico. I mean, you got Shakira from Colombia and you got um, and you got uh, Mr. 305. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Pitbull from Miami by way of, I believe, Colombia. So, yeah, it's a it's an opportunity for us to see something. And if I don't see it, I'm not going to be convinced by Jay-Z. That's how I'm feeling about that. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what's in store. And then we'll be able to deliver, deliver some more opinions on that and hear a lot more of yours as well, too. Um, there was a lot more going on this week. Moving right along, more Antonio Brown drama. What? I mean, but wait, it, there's more? Yes, yes, more. Wait, there's always more. So after leaving his third team, starting out with the Steelers, making a very short tenure with the Raiders, and I mean short as in, one, one game, game. <laughs> one um, game. and then being cut after two weeks of playing with the Patriots. He is now a student at Central Michigan University and kind of went ham on Twitter this week where I'm kind of feeling him. I don't believe the delivery was okay, but hey, we live in a world where everyone feels like they can say what they got to say. He made a lot of accusations this week about the unfair treatment that he's been getting um, basically in public opinion about the two um, sexual allegations that he has against him and uh, what I would like to think a stupid action that he decided to make on his part, which was threatening one of the victims um, by text message after he, um, after that story basically showed up in the sports illustrated. Um, well, I'm sure it didn't help his case that he's also farting in his doctor's face and that video surfaces too. So in the midst of all of that, um, yeah, <laughs> So him and Larry Johnson had a Twitter rant um, this week showing a little bit of this, what I would like to think, the signs of CTE. Um, Larry Johnson decided to give us a long list of women that he's had uh, sexual pleasures with, (laughs) um, which I kind of think was really odd. He started taking a couple stabs at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's been going on Twitter beats with Baker Mayfield, a safety from the Ravens. And I kind of feel like a lot of the attention has gone away from the play that we expected and more into what the hell is really going on with this dude? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know, but I think your, your opinion of CTE is definitely a valid one. Um, I'm sure the signs don't show up the same in everyone, but for you to come in the league, kind of, I don't want to say completely clean cut, but it, it wasn't this. <laughs> it's like, what? Um, and then start to exhibit these type of behaviors on such a extreme level, very extreme, you know, extreme in the way that you're dealing with people, extreme in the way that you're interacting with people online, in person. I mean, Plus some of that mixed in with the fact that the last few years, how long has um, AB been in the league? Six years, three years. Um, I don't know. And, but as long <laughs> as he's been in the league. That wide receiver, I would like to think. Right. Okay. So he's been in the league for a while. And, um, you know, you've been – you you have so much success for a while and and that's what you're used to 
then you're going to have these yes people around you. So for you to say, hey, bruh, I'm going to my doctor and take a video of me like while I'm at my doctor and you proceed to be flatulent during your doctor's visit, laughing in his face about it. And then somehow the video surfaces and it's posted as if it's everyone wants every once in a while will laugh at a fart. Okay. But (laughs) it's not positive behavior. I don't understand what the point of it is. It's just kind of like, you know, you're too grown for that type of stuff. What's the point? No, and I do get that. I think that um, players these days are just uh, um, very different. And I think that we're just able to see a lot of their personality a lot more than we were afforded that opportunity years before when we didn't have, you know, social media where players were actually able to deliver us real time opinions, real time statements, real time, whatever they wanted to show us. Right. Um, like I said, I, I with the statements that he made about Rob um, Kraft, who was the owner of the Patriots, who got caught up in that. Sex, uh, sex trafficking incident this summer and, you know, bringing up Ben, um, ben Roethlisberger's sexual allegations. I mean, it does bring a lot of truth to the fact that, yeah, the treatment is very different for someone like him who, in my opinion, is only being crucified so far in public opinion. We ha- He hasn't had any charges brought against him. In one of the cases, okay. the girl had brought forth a civil suit. So it's like, for me... I would like yes. for some of it to kind of be separated from the entertainment of watching football and more of what needs to be in the justice system. Cause I think that's a place for that. It's, it shouldn't be a place of scrutinizing within this because Jesse, he does wear, if you put on that Jersey, you have endorsed the NFL. There's a way that you're supposed to carry yourself. But I mean, in his defense, can we, can, I would like to see some form of, we believe this enough that now we're, not even if we're charging something, we're looking into this. This is what we have here for us to feel like, okay, we should be giving our opinion on it. I've tried to stay as quiet as possible because I just feel that it's not enough. And we do enough of pointing the finger. The NFL has not had a has not had a good track record of handling cases where there's violence against women. I just want to see some improvement. I don't want to see a case where we keep seeing these profile football players getting put up in the light and the NFL keeps missing it. I don't want this to be more about Antonio Brown. I want this to be more about the issue at hand, which is what are we going to do about all of these different domestic violence issues, all of these different uh, sexual assault issues that feel like they continue to happen in the NFL. That's more of my angle. I don't, I can't explain why Ben Roethlisberger's cases have been swept under the rug. I can't explain why, um, I can't explain why. And I feel like kind of what was the tipping point was Ray Rice, you know, in the elevator. And uh, I I find that to be the tipping point because like you said, we didn't have access to things before. We didn't have, we weren't in a digital era where, oh, you could just pull up the video and boom, here's the proof right here. So our last episode we discussed, we didn't really want to get too in-depth about AB. Reason being because we didn't know. Now we said, okay, well, let's see what the NFL decides to do. The NFL decide did, in fact, decide the Patriots decide to release him. So, with that being said, I felt like there's something that they found, something I don't know what, but something that could be incriminating to them that they felt we need to sever ties with this person, or maybe it was just too much bad 
week after week, day after day, uh-huh. story after story, AB. Maybe that in itself. But here's the other thing. We don't know. It'd be nice if they could just release a statement and see <laughs> right. the why. Looks like we are made it to the end of our first segment. Oh my gosh. So time surely flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> 